It is an icy cold Sunday evening here in the Republic of Ireland as we bring you another edition of the Chair Shot Podcast. Uh, it is, I believe, gentlemen, this is the second to last, yes, yeah, second to last podcast of November. Uh, we are we are tearing what through. What kind of statistic is that? <laughs> no, because I because I wasn't sure if it was the last or the second. Okay. I'm talking about how cold it is. I'm like we're we're know, we're we're, we're deep the in the middle. Second, it's happy anniversary. The second to last. <laughs> no, I was November. just because we I was trying to. Uh, one one of the things I've been doing this week in my life is uh, trying to organize the various Christmas meets and greets and yeah. handshakes and dinners and various other pieces. And it's just like holy shit. There's no, there is literally only like four weeks left to squeeze everyone in. Um, we've got we've got uh, one of Brona's uh, nieces popping by next week to visit us the week, and then that that's the last week of November. And then I literally, I've, I, I'm like the hottest free agent in, in the whole town. I do not have a free never mind a free week. I don't have a free day of any weekend through to 2022. Um, uh, just, you know, there's like two separate work groups going out. Got to meet this friend for lunch. Got to meet these pals for, you know, Christmas drinks. Got to have dinner with, you know, Brona before she goes home to her family. Then I have to go home to my family. It's the whole thing. So that's, that's why I'm on top of the calendar, boys. That's why I got to, that's why I, I'm, I'm counting down them, them weekends, them Novembers. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, that's, that's been a part of what I've been up to this week. But um, I'll tell you what else I've been up to, lads. I'll tell you what's been great crack that I've been doing this week. I've been, um, oh, God, it's so fun. I've been getting no sleep whatsoever um, in, a, in, a, in a fashion that is incredibly annoying. Um, I, I live smack in the middle of a city. Um, uh, so noise is fairly common here. You know what I mean? You hear people drunk, stumbling home, kids running around upstairs in the building. I mean, it's like, ah, whatever. You know, we've actually gotten used to it. It's not a, you know, we sleep better here than the last place I, I, I lived. Um, but someone in this building earlier this week, I think I think Tuesday is when, well, it first started a couple of weeks ago, but it came to critical mass this week. On like Tuesday, I believe, of this week, someone started playing music really loud and like through a massive professional speaker. You can tell when someone's playing music through their phone or through a fucking Bluetooth and when they're person who has access to sound equipment and they're using sound equipment to play uh, like the bops as well the 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 top 40 you know we were getting Bieber we were getting fucking the uh, the hits right right uh started at around 1 a.m this was not even like a sesh that that um uh uh, kicked off um uh at like uh uh, you know some some ridiculous time like like six o'clock and then kept going they started at a certain time so couldn't get to sleep, dozing here or there. Uh, then, you know, we're woken back up at around half two. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous. It was insane. And so for the first time in my life, I had to go and knock on the door and say, shut the fuck up because you're playing. It's so fucking loud. And I had to, uh, you know, I wanted to be annoyed, but I also, I hate being that person. I've never, ever been that person. I've never written to a fucking, I've never complained in an official capacity. I've never so much as knocked on anyone's door. But I was like, this is mental. This is absolutely mental. 
And it's like, I've had guests over, I've had music playing, my neighbors have all, like, basically everyone in this building has done it. You all have, you kind of have to suck it up at a certain extent when you live in, a, in an apartment. Go, oh, look, people are having guests over, whatever, it's Saturday, whatever. But it's like, you can't, you can't be doing it at 4 a.m. on a Tuesday. Not went down and, and threw, knocked on the door, opened the door, and threw the fog of, of, of whatever he was fucking on. The guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, no, totally understand, yeah, yeah, absolutely, no, it's a weeknight, God, can you believe it? Uh, he seemed, he seemed, he, he seemed shocked by the music, he's like, yeah, it's a weeknight, can you believe that? Like, I was like, this is you, this is your music. <laughs> I love uh, that you, you don't like to be that guy, I can imagine you going up and going, yeah, you know, look, I'll, don't get don't get me wrong, love a bit of Bieber, you know, Bieber, 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 you know, we love that, we love that. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad, but I was trying to, like because he he. I think he knew straight away. Because when you're to be fair, when you are hosting a thing like that, you're waiting for the knock. So I'd say they knew it. You, you, I didn't even have to say anything. I was like, "Sorry, what? Like, can you? What's this?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he knew straight away. So that was fine. That gave us about half hour reprieve before they put it back on. That was nice. Um, and so then the next night, the exact same thing happened. Um, the previous night, it seemed like they were just on their own, blasting the tunes. Second night, it seemed like they were having a party, and they had people, like, swinging out of their balcony. So not only was it super fucking noisy the second night because of the music, but we could hear other people stomping up and down the stairs, banging on their door, telling them to shut the fuck up. So we've got the music. We've got other people screaming at them. I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like I'm living in, like, a cartoon satirizing New York. It's just people sticking their heads out the window. Hey, shut the fuck up down there. I'm trying to fucking sleep up here, you fucking you yeah. it's crazy so then i had to be a little tattletale i had to email building management and be like this is fucking mental what's going on and eventually they came back and they were just like oh yeah they didn't they didn't say they were going to do anything about it so i don't feel bad about tattling them because they were useless they were just like ring security next time and i was like cheers and coincidentally it stopped then i didn't i didn't escalate any further because i guess they they had their christmas party or whatever it was um uh that that night and so that's it that they, they've been relatively quiet since but this isn't like students or something. This is no. This is so we figured out what we think it is. There is an uh, office block in our apartment building, if that kind of makes sense. So there's like a, an apartment turned into an office yeah. that we're assuming some night fivers just used their office for a party. Is what we're guessing okay. is happening. Um, there was also uh, way earlier than usual. This didn't. This didn't really affect us. But there was uh, a student twelve days of pub Christmas jumper fucking wankery going on. Um, and it was, it was like the walking dead. This is completely unrelated to the, the sleeping stuff, but we decided I, I went into, um, my office, uh, to clean out my desk. We were given a warning, like, Hey, if you've not been in to clean out your desk, which I haven't been since last March, um, do it now. Cause the office is getting like, you know, it's not getting torched, but it's effectively getting torched. It's getting fucking, everything's getting thrown out and scrubbed. So I went in and as I was journeying in and out of my office, I was like, why is everyone in town drunk at like 1 p.m.? And it's, they, then I saw the Christmas jumpers and I was like, okay, that's why. And then later that same evening, we 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 were kind of having a lazy day. We had food in to cook. We were like, ah, fuck, I can't be arse cooking. Let's get, oh, let's go to our favorite wing place. Ah, oh, it doesn't deliver great. Uh, let's go and get it so we can get it quicker. And oh my God, it was like, it was like fucking, this was the definitive edition of Grand Theft Auto. Let me tell you, people were fucking falling in front of the car. People were fucking scrapping. It was like six o'clock in the evening. The, 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 the girls crying outside McDonald's ratio was completely out of control. You've never seen it so bad. Um, uh, yeah. So that was going on this week as well. Uh, so it's been it's been a hectic week, and also there's been like weddings in the hotel across from me. And literally just before I came on air, I'm kind of hoping it'll go off again so that you can hear it. 
someone honked a horn and it was so so i've got the homer outside uh uh transporting a bride and groom uh to to their um their their honeymoon destination so it's been a lot in summary it's been a fucking long week but i'm glad i'm back here on the chair shop podcast to to chop it up with the boys um that's been that's been the week lads other than that i mean it's not been as stressful as it is, Christmas planning's you know nice. Get to make my plans with people. See you here, pick all these different pubs and restaurants to go to. That's been nice. Today was fairly relaxing, uh, doing a lot of um, getting stuff ready for the next year of streaming, and uh, also doing a little bit of editing. I'll give I'll give the Chair Shop podcast uh, listeners the scoop here. Some stage tomorrow, hopefully it'll be done. Uh, chopped together today, the very best, not available in the shops. The very best of your no son of mine. The greatest hits of my my journey through Super Mario Sunshine, uh, so that'll be up, that'll be up on on YouTube hopefully tomorrow evening. That'll be, um, nice. that'll, that'll be nice to revisit. I I watched it back and I was like simultaneously this was my favorite experience streaming, but also I will never touch this game ever again. Uh, ever. I, I, I miss it so much. I miss it so much. I you well you can you can you can it's like an, it's like having an old XFM compilation. You can stick it on there and laugh all over again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the. Uh, that was the week for me. What about you, boys? How did you spend the second last week in November? Uh, well, I've also had problems sleeping. I was up. Uh, I woke up at like four a.m. the other night, and I was up until like six thirty, just what? for no reason. There's no one, no one playing uh, Dua Leap or whatever. It was all very. <laughs> I don't know. I just woke up and then I was just wide awake, and that that's happened to me more frequently lately. I don't know if it's uh, if our periods are sinking or, or what it is. <laughs> We're, none of us are able to sleep these days. Doing our best. Um, what happened in the week? Not much, really. I must say, uh, I I did a, a little uh, Twitch stream at the start of the week, uh, editing last week's podcast. So, if anybody's in, interested in the uh, behind the scenes process of how uh, a podcast gets edited, Streamed it on Twitch, so the VOD is up there. The uh, forty-five minute VOD, the the torture I put myself through on a weekly basis. Um, also happened a little special bonus thrown into that stream. Uh, as I was editing the podcast, my hard drive space maxed out, so I had to do some on-the-spot troubleshooting, so as not to uh, undo all my work. Don't worry. That was sort of they got a real slice of life there. Yeah, it was it was it was all good in the end. Podcast got put up and everything. Not not a bother. Um, and otherwise, there's not really been a lot of stuff. Obviously, there was some footy guff in the week, Joe. Uh-oh. Uh, sat down yesterday to watch the latest Manchester United game. And uh, beaten 4-1 by Watford, a, a promoted team this year. One of the year. worst teams. So. Uh, lost seven of their previous ten games, I believe I heard yeah. during the game. Yeah. Uh, absolutely demolished United, cost Ole his little job there. That was confirmed today. Uh, Ole Goner Solskjaer was across every single newspaper. I was just about to say, wow, did you invent that? What a great joke. Not at all. <laughs> and, uh, what about so... Au Revoir Solskjaer? Yeah. No, that's terrible. That's no, that's worse. You can say it's worse. It's fine. You can have Gole Solskjaer. I don't know. Anyway. Goner was the best one, so let's not even try and come up with subpar puns when you know the climax has already been reached. Um, 
Yeah, I, I I also watched the the Chelsea and Liverpool games, which they won three nil and four nil respectively. Uh, very good performances, and then Sandwich in the middle was headless chicken FC running around, not clue what they were doing. Watford banging the goals in willy nilly. Harry Maguire uh, cupping his ears in celebration, playing for England in midweek because he scored a, a goal against San Marino or someone. <laughs> Uh, red carded on his first appearance back for floundering United. What fucking poetic justice that was. Um, and then, I don't want to get too much into this, but then I got into an argument on uh, Discord with a mutual friend of all of ours. A very bad one. Um, I don't because know I... I no, no, this was this was last night. Uh, okay. I, I, I'd, I'd give you a little quote of it because I, I think emotions got high. But and it's actually still not entirely resolved. I threw I threw out an apology and I said, "Look, uh, emotions got high. Let's let's uh, let's apologize and move on." But I will give you a quote from the end, the the last couple of lines of this argument. The the the, the quick background is I I posted on Twitter about look, the, the United have not been good enough this season. Blah blah blah. Surely he's got to go, but not in like an aggressive way, just very factual. Like I, like I talked about in the podcast before, we've had like three good wins this season. Everything else is a fluky last minute winner or some shenanigans coming from two nil down. I'm only I'm only taking all this football stuff in through osmosis, but I do follow yeah. a lot of football fans, and I don't think you post anything salacious or out of out of no. out of the field. Um, I posted that, and I got like a laughing reply, like a gif. Jonah Jameson laughing reply, which is nothing. It's just a bit of banter. I don't have a problem with that. And so I jokingly posted in the in the Discord that we're all in something like, "Oh, he's he's having a go. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get blocked on Twitter, mate." But like nothing. It was it was banter, banter, banter. <laughs> I can't believe I missed all of this. I'm raging. I'm, gonna, I'm scrolling. This is gonna be better than Mary Sunshine, Barry. You're gonna be <laughs> um, um, and then another person came in. And when that person came in, the tone kind of changed, and it did become personal. It did become nasty. Right, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but this is definitely Jack, the latter aggravator. No, 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 no definitely no, little Jack. shithead. No, I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. It wasn't Jack. In fact, I and and since <laughs> you you know that Paul Paul Griffin once it gets aggravated, is not going to be backing down. New no. crystals are getting broken. New. No. Um. And anyway, it got very. Pro- it, basically, the gist of the whole deal was. You should support your local team. Uh, small teams need support. The glory hunters who support big teams sh- shouldn't do that. Look, I understand. That's that. I understand te- people who support Diddle Sport Town or whoever. <laughs> Got to have. I like. I totally get that point of view. My point was: I live in Ireland, and the society in Ireland and the way Irish kids are raised is very different to how it is in England. It's not as easy mm-hmm, to just mm-hmm. support whoever. Every Irish kid supports Premier League anyway. The last line, the last line, uh, to, this is to me. You, you're being a patronizing cunt, to be honest. <laughs> got you. To which, Absolutely to got which you. I reply, you are full on deserving of it, to be fair. Glory, <laughs> glory, Man United. <laughs> oh my God, you pair of children. Jesus Christ. I know. Anyway, I apologize for my part, and I can't speak for anybody else. <laughs> I, have, I have had three of our mutual friends come to me and say that, Paul, you were not in the wrong in that whole <laughs> argument, which I'm very happy about. Because um, <laughs> it's my fault, but this time it wasn't. This time people were just suddenly attacking me for no reason, taking their frustrations out on the little Irish kid. Yeah. 
Um, no, they like to do that, don't they? The English, listen, they like to. No, 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 no don't say the English. We got a lovely Paddy Wackery here today. Uh, Joe's all right. He's one of us. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he, he set foot on this fine land to meet us. Mm, you know. Mm. Anyway, so. I was, I was um, defending glory hunters across the world. <laughs> That's um, great. That is great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ole's gone. Right decision, I think, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. It's, a, it's a strange. I mean, I've, I've said from the beginning, I didn't think he was the right manager. He wasn't the man who's going to lead us to glory. Um, but at the same time, I was looking at his results yesterday. And, you know, if you look at them purely on paper, it looks, they're not bad. You know what I mean? Like we went, if you just look at the two full seasons, the first season, I think it was third. I can't remember, it was like 66 points or something. Last season and second with 70 odd points, wherever it was. Like it looks, if you just look purely on paper for getting the results, it looks like progress. Plus all the semi-finals, the final with the Europa League. Like there's a lot. You could look at that and make a case if you hadn't been following the news that, oh, well, this must be a manager who's taking them in the right direction and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but then it, it always felt like it was luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have done well, but it was always like, yeah, but we didn't feel like we did, really deserved any of it. Um, right. And then, of course, I don't know, it's just this season has just been a complete, collapse like i don't know what happened whether it's the attitude of the players whether Solskjaer's just changed something i don't know it's just got obviously gone wrong so i think it was time but kind of just worry about who they're getting next because it uh, i can see it just being the same thing again yeah. even if they go they go for a quote unquote proven winner like a zidane you know he'll come in not win anything <laughs> and it'll be the manager's fault again um or they go for or we could end up in an arsenal situation that was my work. We'll end up with, um, God, what's his name? The uh, ex-Arsenal manager, someone like that. Oh, Emery or something. Uh, em- yeah, like a Unai Emery, who's like a, quite a good manager, but not someone who's going to compete with the Klops and Guardiolas of the world. So I don't know. Yeah. I think we just have to uh, ride it out and accept the situation for what it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens. But it's definitely uh, a bit of a shit show. Yeah, absolutely. To say the least. Absolutely. Uh, that's all that's been going on my week this week. Nothing, nothing especially interesting. Apart, yeah, apart from a fucking full-blown fight with someone that I quite like. But well, you know, it's 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 probably a good sign that a fight is a is a notable occurrence. <laughs> at least you're not, you know what I mean. If you're if you're at people's throats every every week and life golf is just you coming on and reciting your latest list of enemies. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, look, I don't have any enemies. I no, you know, I know. I'm, I'm. I wish I'm, us to all move on. And this is very fucking tenuous for listeners to listen to. That I had a fight with someone on Discord that they don't know. Um, but I would like to not fight with people on Discord. That would be of my, course. Well, my don't, don't uh, on the preferred option. Don't go on the Discord. Yeah, do what I do and go in occasionally and write uh, tits or knobs. Yeah, and you yeah. Just mm-hmm. n- not go back in. That's a good months. idea, Joe. That is a good idea. I'm trying to use I'm trying to use it more as an app in general. For some reason, I I uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was messing around on on like Patreon. I think I had to update my card. I think that's what it was. And I signed back into my Patreon, and I've got a call. I've got a couple of subs, you know, a couple of podcasts I listen to and stuff like that. And I, I they have a button that's like sync up with your Discord because I didn't even realize because I don't care. But like a lot of Patreons I support, they also have, oh, you get Discord access. Yeah, by, yeah, by. Yeah. And so I pressed that button and then, and then my app on my phone that I didn't even remember I had installed popped up and added like five servers. 
And I was like, I'm on all the. I should. I guess I'll use these. And some of them are all right. You know, I, I, I'm on like the Nextlander one, which is a really nice community, and they've got. You know, I, I was talking to them about when I got the PS2 and what core do you recommend for HD? Blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, I'm trying to use it more, so pop into ours, pop into these other ones. It is a good app, but it's um, you know. Uh, beef beef can transpire you gotta gotta watch yeah. out for the beef at all times just just watch out that's my one bit of advice is watch out for them gatekeeping football fans <laughs> i would say it's slightly unfair that you're using your huge platform here to um uh, <laughs> uh, uh you know um uh, take, yeah, it ba- take it back take it back you've when you've, not here. you've redacted their names so, you know, oh, so not, I didn't. Men, no names uh, have been no, mentioned. No names, no names. It could be anyone. Could, could be me and Joe. For all the listeners, know you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry was like, "You're being a patronizing cunt, Paul." To be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barry you deserved it since 2010. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. When you're right, you're right. You know. <laughs> um, what about you, Joe? What's your life been this week? Oh, quite an eventful week. I mean, as I mentioned last last time, uh, started a new job this week, which meant actually going into the office. Um, for the first time in quite a while, so uh, I haven't had trouble sleeping. Quite the opposite, I have trouble getting out of fucking bed mm-hmm. in the morning because I, I am very bad at getting up. I really, and when I say early, I mean like before eight o'clock. I'm not even. <laughs> some people with like real jobs will be laughing, at, you know, getting up at six or five or whatever. For me, like get, leaving the house at five past eight, I'm like Jesus Christ, just I, I can't, I can't, I'm dead. I can't get to the fucking train. They should kill me now. Um, <laughs> I think just because I have tr- I don't, you know, I trouble getting to sleep a little bit. So I'm, you know, if I get to sleep after midnight and you wake up at set, you know, you just feel tired, right? So yeah, anyway, back to the office, which is quite nice. It's, it's not not too much of a journey and it's a nice office. And it's not, it wasn't too busy. I went in on Monday and Friday, which were very quiet. So I actually quite enjoy being in a very quiet office. It's quite nice to kind of get out of the house, but not be in that loud kind of open plan um, environment. So that all went well. Um, and then yesterday, uh, saw off Michelle, who has finally uh, returning to uh, the City of Angels, uh, Los Angeles, mm. to visit visit her friends and family. Hasn't been back since uh, November 2019. Wow. Yeah. Um, so her first time going back. Um, so I accompanied her to Heathrow Airport in the west of London. Uh, to fly off to, to LA. Um, so it was good. So that was another day getting up early, but you know, <laughs> that was fine. Um, so we got there about 9.30, I think, and uh, kind of sent her off. Um, so that was great. You know, she got through, got on the plane. She's there uh, at her dad's place now. So it all, all went well. She's there for till kind of middle of next week. So I'm bloody home alone. Oh, What's going to happen? Bachelor oh, pad, what? No burglars come in or anything. I'm right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Risky business. Isn't I, it? Know, sure. I know. It's Where crazy. to keep the paint cans? Joe, are you... And I don't want to put bad things in your head when you're Uh-oh. home alone. Uh-oh. But when I'm home alone, I am a man who is terrified of the slightest little creak. Y- you know what? Noise. Oh, you know what? Oh. I never... I've never had that before. Right. But these last, this last, well, yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I now believe in ghosts <laughs> and murderers. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's dark. Um, nope. But I didn't have that. I think maybe at our last flat, it was so small and there yeah. was only like one entrance. So it was like, well, you know, 
you could hear the whole flat you could see the whole flat basically so yeah but here it's a bit spooky and it's also much quieter because previously we were on a high street so there was always like people and noise outside whereas this is a bit more spooky so yes and and i think the fact that obviously with the pandemic michelle and i haven't been apart since november oh no i can't even remember the last time probably early 2019 when michelle went to scotland for, yeah. for work we literally haven't been apart a day since then um for anyone who's you know married or long term you'll, you'll know what it's like when you're in a relationship and you're basically the same person you kind of go you do yeah. everything together yeah. go everywhere you know apart from work um it's yeah so it's quite a strange sensation um on the one hand you're like oh i get to watch the movies i like that michelle doesn't like and <laughs> do whatever but you know then when they're gone you're like a bit boring, isn't it? I always have the same mindset, but really the only thing that ever ends up actually being different is I forget when to go sleep and I stay up until like three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was up last night till about one thirty. Um because normally Michelle will go to bed at like eleven or twelve. And even yeah. if I stay up for a little bit, I'm like, oh well, she's in bed, so I don't want to like go to bed too late. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 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 now that I'm on my own, oh god, it's gonna be a disaster probably will forget to like brush my teeth and eat dinner for a week um yeah. we'll see what happens but yeah hopefully i'll survive even last night right natty had two dogs boarding mm. and so she slept downstairs with them uh just because one of them is so big it's like this giant greyhound um and so i i went up to go to bed at like midnight up until 3.30 a.m. fight with people on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely what happens. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm now. Also, the other exciting part of yesterday was, and I, I think I mentioned, well, it's been a couple of months now, that I was doing this um, long walk uh, around London. Yeah. So the Capital Ring Walk, which is like an 80-mile walk that goes around kind of outside of London. Um, I'd done about, or I'd done kind of three quarters of it over the summer and coincidentally Heathrow Airport where I dropped off Michelle happens to be fairly close to where the final starting point was of you know where I'd gotten to last time so I thought well I'm dropping her off early I'm going to be in that area at like 10 a.m might as well finish off my walk so um that's what I did so I got there about 10 30 and I'm glad you're both sitting down because I'm gonna this is the longest walk I've ever done right okay. it, it was long it was marathon length. Um, I actually ended up walking 26 miles, 40 kilometers. Fucking hell. Um, wow. By far the longest walk I've ever done. And it was, I, I would say, the last 10K was quite painful <laughs> like in terms of the leg, leg muscles and joints were just like, oh, we've had enough now. <laughs> Can we stop? This <laughs> is really horrible. Um, but I made it and it was, it was very enjoyable. To, to kind of get it done and to see lots of nice i was walking through kind of southwest south london which is the, the kind of posher part lots right. of very posh uh, you know people with dogs and things and big houses oh, yeah. and uh, you know very lovely parks and things like that so it was it was a very nice walk um only thing i forgot of course is that i did all the earlier walks in the summer where it was light all day it got dark at four o'clock a lot of the walk was going through parks and recreation fields <laughs> so a lot of them were pitch black. <laughs> so I was just walking through this. Oh, there was one bit I walked through this woodland. There was literally no street lighting at all. It was completely dark. Oh. And it, the sun had just sort of set. I mean, it was dark anyway, but it was like, I did get the old torch out because I was like, right. 
this could turn into a Blair Witch situation. If we're not <laughs> and I and I did actually. There was another park that I was going to go through, <laughs> but it was completely pitch black. And I walked in and I saw a couple of figures in the distance. <laughs> And I turned around and just went, ah, oh, just walk along the street. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. You know. Um, so yeah, but other than that, it was it was really, really good. And then I, but today, yeah, legs are in pain. Like but at least I can say that I've I've done a marathon. Yeah. I've I could I could walk a marathon if I had to. I will never again, but if I had to, I could. So how uh, long yeah. did it take you to walk that for? Um eight hours. Fuck it. Wow. It's a whole day. Yeah. Basically, 10 30, got home at dinner time. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I love a walk in the dark, I must say. No torch. Yeah. Spooky walk. Kind of depends where it is. (laughs) Well, one of my my favorite walks I've ever done was in the the local park here where where the three of us have walked before. Oh, yeah. Um, up, Up in the trees. But it was like not only dark, but really like Silent Hill foggy mm, and you couldn't see like five meters in front of you. It was very, very nice. Not nary a soul to be seen. Yeah. That's the thought. I don't mind if it's deserted. It's when yeah. there's nefarious little, little, little shits hanging around doing God knows yeah. what. Right. Like, oh, sorry. I'm old now. I can't deal with that. Well, see, um, that's the advantage that, that Barry and I have of being, uh, gentlemen of a somewhat larger persuasion is that I, I'll just try and make myself look extra hedge. When, <laughs> like a blowfish. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <gasps> um, and, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, we're not necessarily huge, but we're, you know, tall enough and, and bulky enough that we can get away with. The, the, the shits will maybe not look towards... The uh, the stronger of the lions. Well, yeah, the... I mean that's why I send would send Barry around to knock on the neighbor's door. Right, exactly. Yeah. Not gonna mess with Barry. Seven foot tall man. Take one look at him and think, bloody hell! <laughs> Better turn the music. Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that was the week, and then today I literally didn't move. I just played GTA all day and watched four movies. So very nice. Nice. Uh, we will soldier on there through to the telegoff. Uh, not much telly here on, on my side. We're soldiering on through Banshee Season 2, which we're still really enjoying. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Nothing nothing new for me. What about you boys? What are you watching? Um, we are on the Lost Season 5 finale. Oh. Which, as I remember from when I watched it last in 2009... Was an absolute banger, so I'm very excited to, to watch it again. We're we're on the finale. That'll bring us in season six. Oh, can't wait to finish the show again. It got me thinking that like we're lost around today. That would be a bit of a a. Uh, I've already I've forgotten that's that uh, idiom again. A double sided blade. What's this idiom? Double edged sword. Double edged sword. Double edged sword. I why why does that not stick in my head? That one I don't know. Double-edged sword. Because I I was thinking to myself, oh, it's like a perfect show to binge-watch today. Mm. Um, I think the you know the mystery aspect of it and the the cliffhanger, like every episode basically ends in a cliffhanger. So you can go, oh, stick the next one, stick the next one on. 
I wonder if it would be uh, as big as it was when it initially aired, or would it even potentially be even bigger? Would it, would it be one of those big streaming behemoths that comes along every now and then, a, yeah. a squid game? Mm. But then I also wonder if the the fact that it wasn't all stuck out at once, if that was kind of part of the appeal of of its success at the time, was the 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 online communities and the the very like I think Lost really started that uh, talking. Walking Dead, etc. genre of uh, coverage shows that kind of transitioned into YouTube, etc. Um, I wonder if we'll kind of miss out on that. But Love and Lost, as I as I always have, always will, and I'm doing now for the second time. Um, we have the British Bake Off finale coming this week, Joe. Mm, I, yeah, I can't believe Jürgen went for a disappointing. Lovely, lovely man, and lovely Jurgen. really good baker as well. Just, yeah, um, um, this was the first episode that really, ironically, the semi-final. This was the first episode where it really felt like the four bakers were really of a similar level, and any one of them could have gone. Mm. Um, even recent weeks, Lizzie, George, etc. It's always like a weak link, and the weak link's usually gone. Yeah. So, who is your prediction for the win? Um, we have uh, ooh, Chigs, Christelle, and yeah. uh, hey, Super Mario. Ah! What's, the, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> what's the Italian guy's name? Oh, god, I don't remember his name. Italian, I forget his name. I think it's Mario. Um, I oh, it's a tough one. I don't know because I didn't really think any of those three were the standouts to me. I was well, I mean, they're all good. Giuseppe yeah. is his name, by the way. Giuseppe. Oh, so it's not a stereotypical name, okay. <laughs> uh i probably maybe chigs chigs i i'm on the christelle train i've i've been touting her since the early days okay so i'm gonna see it through to the end which of course means that giuseppe is gonna win could be um, i think any one of them could could win it realistically um yeah there's no clear favorite. it's not like uh past years where there was a very clear favorite yeah it's not like man united watford where it's inevitable <laughs> Um, and then the other thing I watched, just a couple of random picks from Simpsons Season 6. So we were sitting around yesterday after the, the Man United-Watford game. Actually, after the Liverpool-Arsenal game, because that was on after. And I said, uh, I said to my brother, pick a number there between 3 and 7. And he picked the number 6. And I said to my friend, Sean, who was there, I said, can you pick a number between 1 and 20? And he picked number 12. Which meant season six, episode twelve, which is Homer the Great, uh, the st- or the Stonecutters episode. So we stuck that on. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I even enjoyed it even more than the last time I watched it. I don't know why this time. I just uh, there was stuff in it that I kind of forgot. Um, very, very, very funny stuff in there. Uh, Marge, are we Jewish? No, and he pulls out a full pig on a platter, oh, starts eating it. <laughs> Tremendous, tremendous stuff. Um, that's the rapping rabbis. Don't eat pork, not even with a fork. You can't touch, touch this. <laughs> um, and then, of course, since we're on season six, episode 12, would be rude to not, you know, just jump forward a few episodes to season six, episode 18, mm-hmm. Stars Burns, um, and give that a spin. Uh, less stuff in that that was kind of fresh to me. Um, and in a sense, it's still it's still my favorite episode. But in a sense, um, I think the disparity between the two episodes 
was far less than I would have thought if you had told me watch like the Stone Cold's episode and then watch your favorite episode. They were they were more neck and neck than that. A Star is Burns was way better. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, st- I think a Star is Burns still holds up as having some of the most iconic jokes. Even if my taste in Simpsons jokes has has changed recently from the clever stuff to the dumber stuff. I always prefer the dumber stuff now. Yeah. Um like I love Homer. Homer screaming is my favorite punchline. So in the Stone Cold's episode when he does the um I'm going to stalk Lenny and Carl and it screams. The scream is the perfect exclamation point at the end of the punchline. So I just stuck on two random Simpsons episodes. Why not? And they're both extremely enjoyable. That's all the telly. Nice. Nothing nothing particularly new for us. We've been watching uh, Steve Merchant's Out- Outlaws, uh, Gilmore Girls, and f- other bits of succession. Uh, usual usual stuff. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting to catch up. I, I've been really bad with succession lately. I, we're on mm. season one, episode nine, right at the end of season one. Ooh. I did buy for my dad for christmas season two on dvd um nice. so i'm i am trying to artificially uh stretch out the watching of season one to bring it up closer <laughs> to christmas so that there's not a uh not we finish season one and then my dad's like well can you go and uh, download season two for us and i'm like well oh yeah see what santi brings <laughs> you first <laughs> um but i was saying that uh, last week or the week before right uh not released on blu-ray Hmm. Yes, I, I, I don't know if, if like HBO. What if you're a collector who just has season one? You just can't have season two. Sorry. You you would you would think HBO would be the Blu-ray factory, right? Um, uh, Barry, not me, the television show, also just on DVD, no Blu-ray. That's a great looking show as well. It's like yeah. I want that on Blu-ray. Four eighty p. Get the hell out of I know, but like to have one season on Blu-ray, mm. and then the next one not. So it's like if you had kind of thrown your chips in already and bought season one blu-ray too bad you can, you, you can never finish that collection you know unless yeah. down the road they decide to do it yeah i'm sure if some fucking anniversary or once the show is done they'll do a complete that's a annoying though that is annoying um yeah no collectors collectors we don't we don't get enough respect here when it comes to the blu-ray <laughs> you're rodney dangerfield hey uh get no respect um now that's the simpsons episode uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm your son, Mr. Burns. Uh, we'll move on here to the movie guff. Uh, we did watch yesterday, I think perhaps the a, a quintessential, a perfect, completely bored on a Saturday, don't want to watch anything that's too taxing movie. So on Amazon Prime, we watched Bedazzled from the year 2000, which is about as 2000 wow. a movie as you could possibly get. That is, of course... Elizabeth Hurley, who I have not seen in a film, I think, since the year 2000, um, and Brendan Fraser, in a movie where he plays the most annoying man in the world, who um, encounters the devil, and he gets seven wishes in exchange for his soul, and most of his wishes revolve around wanting this woman in his office to love him. And it's funny enough, uh, you know, Harold Ramis directed it, um, you know, I don't think that's what he'll be fondly remembered for. I don't think it was his career peak. Um, but uh, it's fine. It's also only 90 minutes long. 
It's got a cute gimmick. Um, I was going to say the performances are good. Brendan Fraser's all right. Elizabeth Hurley's really bad. She's really terrible. She's <laughs> she's playing as hokey and campy a role as possible, so it doesn't really matter. Like she's just she's just being stereotypical. What if we had sassy British Elizabeth Hurley be sassy British Elizabeth Hurley, who is also the devil? Um, it's okay. It's okay. Strictly in the context that I, I said I watched it in, you know, on a, on a board Saturday evening. Speaking of bored, I also saw The Eternals uh, <laughs> in the cinema, which was, in fact, quite boring and long. Um, it is, to be completely fair, I, I sort of knew I wasn't going to like it. It's just not my kind of thing. Whether it's a comic book movie or sci-fi, I, I don't really care about space gods who've existed since the beginning of time and they You're serve <laughs> they serve an elder god uh, fate of humanity i just wonder if we can make them better i don't care about any of that shit pondering humanity i don't care about any of that shit i like my my sci-fi heroes i like my fucking luke skywalker and my han solo i my my superheroes i like my spider-man I don't care about this shit. And it's and I feel like that's a me thing, but I also feel like it's just something this movie doesn't do especially well. They're these eternal life, endlessly living characters. And so some of the performances are kind of ro- not even kind of quite robotic. And so because that's kind of the characters, but they try and straddle the line by giving them human elements. And I don't think those really land. It's a very odd film. It's a very odd film. Um, It is perhaps, and people say this about everything, and it's always wrong, it is perhaps the MCU movie that is the least like an MCU movie. This movie serves as as an illustration that that doesn't automatically make it good. Do you know what I mean? you You don't get points for being different. Um, It looks a bit different. It feels a bit different. It's oddness is at least intriguing in a certain capacity. It's asking some questions that these movies never fucking ask. Um, It's not enough to carry it or make it good. Um, It does have what was lauded as the first uh, uh, sex scene in MCU history. Fucking Rob Stark from Game of Thrones does the two most muted, barely noticeable pumps. Uh, (laughs) Like absolutely comical like it just looks like you know they're in bed and they're like you know they're covered in a blanket but you can tell they've got no tops on and he's like on top of this other character and it's genuine like it's like you could blink and first of all miss it it's about it's about 20 frames of a scene and the motions are so so understated and and slow and barely noticeable that it's like even 50 years ago this would have gotten a pg rating it's so tame it's so like we don't like he's not hoofing it into her in this scene this is not you know this is not any kind of over the top outrageous sex scene it is the most it is the most we put this in here to say we put it in there type thing they weren't riding they were not riding like filthy animals you know um, you know, it's not terrible. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry's in it. I think he's great in basically everything he's in. He's very funny. He's very charming. He's very good. Um, 
Uh, Barry Keown is in it. He's I first of all didn't realize it was him. I thought it was Ezra Miller until my girlfriend corrected me on the drive home. They look very similar, but he's he's good regardless. Some good enough performances. Uh, visual effects are good. Um, obviously, much was made of the fact that that you know Koei Zhao is, is is making this movie, and she's way more of a go to the place and film the actual scene director. It's kind of noticeable. It, it does look less fake, but it's still. A, it's the final act is still a bunch of characters flying around shooting lasers at each other. That's what the final act of the movie is. Um, uh, so it it has some problems, and it also has one massive problem that is going to come up. I think more and more the more they try and branch out and like, okay, let's try and do different types of movies. Let's try and get other kind of directors in there. They've got this weird space movie about people who live forever pondering the nature of human kind and can they be saved and are they forever doomed to just bomb each other and kill each other and all this other stuff and it's filmed like you know i can't help but compare it to dune right because dune is like a real fucking filmmaker's filmmaker making a blockbuster and making it his own and chloe Zhao doesn't quite accomplish that with this but you can tell she's trying she is trying and she's trying this and then there's like two scenes where they have to have a conversation that goes like this when Thanos caused the blip, I'm like, oh, God, oh, it's like, oh, my God, when Selma Hayek is forced to say those words, it's the fakest, stupidest sounding shit oh imaginable, because this movie, at the very least, does not have a lot of, well, that happened, I'll give it that as well, it doesn't have a lot of that, it has uh, Kumail Nanjani as comic relief he's a little bit annoying i thought he was good a lot of people didn't like him i that's that would be very subjective um uh but uh it doesn't have that but man the more serious and weird and different these movies get and the more auteurs they get to try and make them the worse it's gonna sound when you have to talk about thanos and the blip the stupidest fucking phrase ever incorporated into like six of the most sick successful movies of all time um yeah it was i not only was it was it mostly boring and disappointing it's also it's it's firmly in the category i will never watch this movie again ever like two and a half hours long way too long way too long um yeah i mean i would sooner watch uh zack snyder's justice league again even though it was uh, four hours long but it was like way better um so yeah eternals big old big old miss and if you're someone Unless you're someone who is pot committed to seeing all of these movies, I, you know, it's an easy skip. Easy skip. Um, yeah. So that's Eternals. Uh, I think I was. We have, I, uh, we have Hawkeye this week as well, I believe. I forgot about that until it popped up on my telly earlier. Looking forward to Jeremy Renner's Big Square Head. I have not liked Jeremy Renner in literally anything. So the idea that I would watch him um... in a standalone series. Um, he, he was in uh, Arrival, wasn't he? I think he was all right. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Arrival. Oh, and also, did I? I don't know if I said this last week, but for for uh, Denis Villeneuve film uh, fans, mm. uh, I think one or two of his like very earliest films are up on Mubi, the Ooh. that service. So if you, I think with Letterbox, they used to do. I don't know if they still do, like a three month free trial of movie so if you i think uh mailstorm might be up there or the um i forgot what the other one's called august something or other um i'm i'm gonna try and get on that but just i will, throw that, throw I will, that I, out there 
I will inspect that letterbox deal because I don't mean it to get movie. They got that movie censor on there, which I, which yeah. I've heard lots about. You know, if they're if they're picking mm. up some some neato exclusives, I will. Uh, yeah, and I mean, out. especially if they're movies that are very hard to find. Otherwise, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was my movie golf this week. I think I had more fun watching the Spider Man trailer than Eternals. <laughs> um, so yeah. What about you, boys? Movies. Uh, just the one for me. I watched a movie yesterday called The Final Girls. Um, so it's a 20, 2015 um, kind of satirical uh, horror comedy. Um, kind of in a little bit in the vein of uh, The Cabin in the Woods or Happy Death Day and um, those types okay. of movies. Um, so I was quite, quite excited to watch it. It's also got a um, kind of interesting cast. So um, one of the lead actresses is Malin Ackerman. Uh, but it's also in the supporting cast. You've got Alia Shawkat, aka Maybe from Arrested Development, uh, Thomas Middleditch, and Adam Devine uh, as well. So a few, very few funny people in the supporting cast. Uh, and the premise is that uh, the lead character's uh, mother uh, is an actress who appeared in a cult horror movie in the 80s, uh, kind of Friday the 13th style summer camp horror movie. Um, and that she's kind of been famous for that ever since she's kind of a, a cult actress um but then her daughter through some kind of magical means is drawn into and trapped in the world of that cult movie with her friends Ooh. so that's the premise she gets kind of trapped in this uh movie that her mother was an actress in back in the 80s so yeah it starts it starts off um Kind of really strongly, like the the relationship between the lead character and her mum, who's played by Malin Ackerman, um, was was really good, kind of really interesting. Um, they then kind of enter into the into the eighties movie, um, and at, once it gets into the second act, it kind of gets a bit predictable and a bit boring. And I sort of lost interest with it, to be honest. Mm. Um, unfortunate because I really like the premise and I liked a lot of the cast, and I think there yeah. was some really interesting stuff in it. Uh, I'm still glad I watched it. It's like, you know, six out of 10, seven out of 10, but the writing kind of wasn't as clever or as sharp as a, definitely not as cabin in the woods. I mean, nowhere near cabin in the woods, but not even as good as happy death day uh, to me. So that was a bit of a shame, but I, you know, I kind of enjoyed the movie anyway. It was one to sort of throw on and, and have a bit of fun with. Um, mm. The only thing that really annoyed me <laughs> logically from the start is that the movie the cult movie is from like 1986 or something. And presumably this movie is set. They don't say when it's set, but presumably it was set in 2015. Malin Ackerman's 43. (laughs) So if she had starred in a movie, say in like when she was 20, that would be like 1997. (laughs) (laughs) So it went in 1986. There's no way she would have been old enough to play like a teenager in a movie. Like that was just annoying from the start. Um, And I'm kind of like, well, yeah. And that's a bit of a, a bit of a problem now. I think we're so far removed. This is something that, that similar kind of with Last Night in Soho a little bit, where we're so far removed from those kind of iconic time periods like the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, that if you try and set something there, now the timeline doesn't really work because we're not talking about the kids of those people. We're talking about like the grandkids, the great grandkids. Yeah. We're so far from it. But that, that kind of annoyed me at the beginning. I was like, well, when is this movie supposed to be set? Because it doesn't make any sense. But... Yeah, beyond that, it was it was you know funny at points, and but other than that, fairly predictable. But yeah, that was it. I mean, one one to check out if you're a horror comedy completist. 
um, maybe worth checking out, but uh, not not a big thumbs up. Uh, I didn't watch any movies, but I have kind of a movie related thing in the week. So I I've watched every movie uh, in which the great one, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, has starred, as we know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, um, including his latest and greatest red notice yeah okay which i gave a scathing review last week yes Uh, said it was bad he was bad in it everyone was bad in it bad movie yes um well apparently i'm wrong right because i follow at the rock on twitter oh he was he was talking about how it's the biggest release ever 92 percent audience satisfaction on netflix so I, I it, wow. Let me just counter that way. It's got a two point five on Letterboxd, and nearly every review is one or two stars. People say it is rubbish. So, but the point is, I logged onto Netflix, went to Red Notice, hit that thumbs down icon. Nice. God, you really are a petty fuck, aren't you? Yeah, you know, rebalance the uh, the universe. You know, it's bad. Yeah, don't, don't watch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so the first bad. time in a while he's uh, he's had to do his. This is for the fans, not the critics. Shtick. Oh, brother! <laughs> Why do the critics know? What Dusting off that old chestnut, eh? I haven't seen him do that, but I assume he's probably thinking about it. hundred percent, hundred percent, he is. Um, we'll jump in here to the video games. Uh, I've been playing some games this week. Um. I did finally put a cap on Bloodborne um, this week. End of an era. I've been streaming yeah. that since July, I believe. Yeah, it took you like three times the amount of time it took you to beat Sunshine. Right? Yeah, I've beaten Sunshine and Resident <laughs> Evil in the time uh, <laughs> it's taken me to uh, to beat long Bloodborne. Game. It's a lo- it's a long game. I mean, those games are are quite long, and um, I was I was doing a lot of the optional stuff as well. Because gotcha. apparently a lot of that's like great stuff. There was a really there was a phenomenal boss on like my last second to last stream that was completely optional, um, and I was glad I saw it because it was like one of the coolest designed kind of bosses I'd ever seen. Him. It's the it, it was a tremendous game. I absolutely loved it. I'll definitely play more from Soft Games. I still have my misgivings about their formula. I I had to be guided through that game. I said multiple times while streaming, I don't know how I don't know how people play this on their own. I just like it's completely inscrutable. I can't find my way anywhere. It's like the old fucking Zelda two thing of stand in the corner holding a fucking gem to get the fucking hurricane to come and take you away. I just it's not that bad, but yeah. it's like, and most of that is optional stuff. But it's also but it also have people in the chat going, "Oh, it's all, but you want you want to get that? You don't want to fucking try and play beat the game without doing that?" And like, okay, then um uh, you know, then then how optional is it? Um. So yeah, I, got, I finally beat that. Loved it. Um, uh, glad to put it to bed. Definitely taking a break. I will stream the other games in that series I play. I'm taking a break. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, um, there were some times that I'd get to certain sections of it, and it would um, be really tough, and I'd get really stuck. And it was tough to have to face into playing it because I committed to streaming it um, and having to stream it, and then fucking run the stream and talk, and it was tough. But I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, and I can see why it's, its legacy is what it is. I mean, it's probably some of the best art direction I've ever seen in any video game. Um, so that's great. Um, uh, me and Brona played some more It Takes Two this week. 
which was which is really fantastic. We're really loving it. We played through a little segment where you get to a tree in your garden and all the squirrels are running around in little homemade army outfits and they're on they're at war with the wasps and mm-hmm. you have to help them turn the tide of their war with the wasps and it's very funny. It's also very tough. Um, one thing I did kind of without you know without sounding kind of passionate this is the type of game i think is perfectly when you look at it and you describe it it's a perfect game to play with a partner right um uh but i feel like specifically some of like the boss sections some of like the timing windows are as a man who's just beaten bloodborne let me tell you some of the fucking it takes two timing windows on the boss battles are fucking insane they're absolutely crazy and it was it was quite it it was quite challenging i think we were both um uh having a hard time with certain sections of it i had heard this ahead of time but up until we played it like two days ago i hadn't come across any sections that were tough but then we kind of got to a section that was that was quite tough and quite challenging and it was kind of like you know i'm having a tough time with this this is a game i think people will want to play with their perhaps less game proficient friends in their life or partners in their life and it's uh, it's tough uh, so that was a little bit frustrating but it is still a great game we, we got we got through the tough segments and we are still playing it um but yeah i think that is a that is something to be to think about if anyone is, is thinking about playing it it's 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 tougher than you might expect in certain segments but it is it's also fantastic it looks great plays great um and uh yeah i think other than all of that um uh, i've been playing more gta which of course has been a developing story over the course of the week mm. uh, I, I was 50 50 on whether or not we were going to get it but we did get the rockstar uh, apology uh this is not what we wanted to put out, blah blah blah. They put out their first patch list. It was fucking <laughs> this massive. This is not what we wanted to put out. Why'd you fucking put it out then? Yeah, yeah. Also, they used the word unexpected, despite the fact that they were quite obviously deliberately not showing a lot of footage of it before yeah. it came out. Unexpected. No one, unexpected. No one, no one played it before you released it. Yeah, what? just like that's yeah so it's it's quite a load there's also i mean it's still still ongoing because it kind of seems like a lot of the big issues have not been addressed in the patch even though they said Mm -hmm. they were so this is going to be going on this is just going to be the ongoing story this and cyberpunk are going to be running alongside each other for the next three years probably um i did play more of it still feeling like i'm going to i'm going to complete it i'm on to san fierro now in san andreas um uh, still enjoying it still scratching the nostalgia itch still impressed with the scale of it but it's like it's like a one-two punch of every time I, I get to a mission I remember loving or I hear a song that I enjoyed or I do some wacky open world shit where I fucking flip my car over and it lands on a cop and he blows up and then a gang member shoots me. Every time something like that happens, I run up against a bug or I fall through the world or I come across an invisible asset. This are These checkpoints that they've added to the game, uh, they're like slightly better than the non-existent ones in 2004, but they are not 2021 caliber checkpoints either. A lot of them are just, we won't make you drive to the mission again. We'll start you back at the start of the mission. But it's the yeah. start of the mission. You're starting the mission again, buddy. Yeah. Um, some <laughs> some of those, like, GTA infamous, like, checkpoint races where, you know, for a story mission or even a side quest, it's like you have to do a, a checkpoint race. And if in the San Andreas, sometimes that's in the woods and you can fall off a bridge and wreck your car and that's it. It's over. You have to, you have to start again, which, by the way, very jarring playing that at the same time as Forza. Forza has a fucking rewind feature. You can just turn back time and go back on the fucking bridge. And in GTA, it's like, oh, well, we gave you an autosave. 
at the start of the race. You can go back and fucking start the race again, idiot. Um, all of those frustrations. Also, I said, I said last week, and I said on the stream I did as well. I was like, well, you know, it's not great, but whatever. I mean, San Andreas in HD, and it's at 60 frames per second, which is nice. It's not at 60 frames. It's at 60 frames per second when, I, when you drive down Grove Street in the first part of the game and nothing's happening, and it's like a nice solid frame rate. It's never at that, basically. You know, it's if you can get an empty section of road and you're driving on your own, it looks very crisp and velvety smooth. The frame rate's great. Missions, forget about it. A hectic scene in the middle of a city with cars crashing, forget about it. It's not at all stable frame rate. And I'm on a Series S as well. I have a new console that I'm playing this on, and it's not remotely stable uh, uh, frame rate-wise. So super, super, super frustrating. Um, and uh, yeah. I'll be streaming more of it on Wednesday. Um, since I finished Bloodborne and Resident Evil, I'm basically just going to be doing little drips and drabs for the remainder of the year until I start a fresh schedule in January. Uh, so I'm doing GTA on Wednesday and Little Nightmares 2 on Thursday. So, um, yeah, if people want to pop by and see the state of things, mm-hmm. um, I will be doing that on Wednesday. So, uh, Joe, how is Vice City treating you here one week later? Well, I've been playing it all day today. And um, generally, you know, it's fine um, in terms of the performance and everything. It's it's nothing crazy. Um, it has crashed four times um, <laughs> in one day. Um, normally, if a game crashes once, I'll think, wow, that's fucking shit. But for a game to crash that many times in one day, and we're talking about, you know, it's not some. It's not like I'm running um, a PC game on a computer that's not you know, up to speed and it causes problems. It's a console game. There's no reason why it should crash to right. me, you know, other than in exceptional sort of circumstances. So that's that's pretty poor and and you know it does have the auto save, but it doesn't save everything. It saves on a mission. You know, so I lost the kind of side quests. I lost like a rampage. I lost uh you know collecting packages and stuff like that. Um so that was annoying. And then there's just like the really small stuff like occasionally the back of Tommy's head just sort of turns pink or white and I'm like why has the graphics gone like that it's not a big deal but it's like well that never happened in the original game you know what I mean like those glitches weren't there or the mission where you have to lure the cops into a garage to steal their uniforms yes yeah the shutters come down like halfway through it and I couldn't get in there and I was like well what the fuck's going on? So I had to try. I kept driving away, coming back, and eventually it, that changed. So I don't know what's going on there. And just yeah, lots of there's just kind of small bits like that. Where you think they basically took a game that had very very few um, bugs and flaws in it and just added quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> and charge you sixty quid for a nice looking yeah. face. And you think, oh good. Um, yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it. And I have to say, playing it on a console is just a lot easier than playing it on PC as well. Right. I just even like the helicopter and um, helicopter and plane levels are so much easier. I always would struggle with those on PC so much, just trying to get the kind of physics of the helicopter or whatever. Yeah. Um, so much easier on a, on a console. Um, and you've got the auto targeting as well, which um, very useful. So yeah. yeah, still enjoying it, but it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sometimes sometimes I I, I think it's like yeah, hey, is this nitpicking? Is this too harsh? But then as you said, these are PS2 games. I mean, this is yeah. this is not this is not Red Dead Redemption Two. Do you know what I mean? This is no. not this is not bleeding edge stuff. Fair enough, they dressed it up, but it's not even it's not even dressed up to the point that I'd say okay, well, fair enough. It's it's gorgeous mm. looking. It's not, you know, no. um, yeah. So frustrating, 
Um, uh, yeah. What about you, Paul? Uh, well, I have not been playing GTA. Um, my decision to hold on off on that until Christmas seems to be uh, a better Absolutely. decision every day. Um, not to say that it'll be necessarily fixed by then, but at least uh, there'll be maybe some patches out that'll reduce my frustration with it. Keeping in mind, though, that I've never played any of these GTA games, so I yeah. don't have a point of reference for yeah. <laughs> what f- what the old version, better version, felt like. I don't, I don't know that. Um, but I also had a game crash on me uh, today. Fallout Three, which I've been splitting, uh, splitting my time between that and uh, and Death Stranding, um, loving Fallout Three, loving it, loving it, loving it. Especially with the frame rate boost, it just looks so good, looks silky smooth, and ooh, it's real good. But I did get stuck in a soft lock, which was which was not good. Mm. I, had to, I had to quit out and go back to my previous save uh so one of the best things and most satisfying things about fallout 3 was the introduction of the vats system which turned the game from a typical shooter uh it would allow you to lock onto an enemy and select specific body parts arms legs head torso whatever and shoot specifically at them using up like you had like action points so it was very much an rpg twist on on shooting um so you get these like gruesome uh, decapitations, mm-hmm. blowing people's legs off. But also it worked in a very functional way where if you had an enemy attacking you with a gun in his right hand, you could shoot his right hand. And if you did deal enough damage, dealt enough damage, uh, he dropped the gun, leaving you open to deal more damage in, in a more general sense. Uh, but I'd run out of these action points while I was in the vats selecting my body part. Uh, and usually you, t- you hit B on the Xbox or circle mm. on the PlayStation to go back out of that and go back into like real regular shoot fighting. Yeah. Uh, press B, nothing happened. Oh, I'm stuck in this VAT screen, not able to select anything or go out. Mm. Um, I was a- like, the music was still playing. I was still able to move from part to part, but I could not select one to do damage, nor could I back out of the screen. So that was a bit annoying. But um, love those games, love the soundtrack, love the look. Like I said, that that brown post-apocalyptic look before it became par for the course. Uh, I very, very much enjoy uh, everything about that game, pretty much. The controls are a bit of a throwback, so it takes a little while to get used to. But if people have Xbox uh, Game Pass and they've never, for whatever reason, dipped their toe in the Fallout uh, games, I can't think of a better starting point than Fallout 3. What a great game that is. Uh, speaking of... I'm about 20 hours into Death Stranding now. Wow, okay, give us the update. I'm I'm starting to make serious progress. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Death Stranding is is a game of extremes in a way, in that there are points where the gameplay does become a chore, does become a slog. So... Hmm. The majority of the game, as I said last week, I'm, I'm, I'm driving around in my little truck it is basically Paul's little truck sim, but then there's some bits where the terrain is too too jagged, you can, too rocky, you can't drive your truck, you have to get out of the truck and, and walk uh, and sometimes just because of the mission layouts or the the, the, the uh, order of the missions sometimes you'll find that you have to walk a very far distance to this one place then an even further distance and then walk all the way back 
Um, and of course, there is fast travel in the game, but a trend that's I find more and more prevalent these days is, is punishment for fast travel. Yeah. Uh, unlike Forza with its rewind button, where the focus is just on having a fun gameplay experience. Uh, Death Stranding, you can't fast travel and keep any of your inventory. It's almost like uh, Zelda Majora's Mask, where when you go back in time in that game, you lose all your consumables. Um, so if you want to fast travel, you have to take all the stuff you're carrying, put it into storage, which, which will only be accessible again in that same location you're in, and then fast travel to the new location where you start with nothing and you have to build all your stuff again if you want to take a ladder with you or whatever. Mm. Um, so because I don't want to do that, because I, I, I have a, a, a loadout that I like to use and I'll keep pretty much all the time, I try to avoid fast traveling as much as possible just because it's a hassle. It's actually not particularly handy because you have to build up your, your inventory again. Uh, so you find, like, I, I actually, for the most part, like the loop. Like I said, I think the loop is pretty compelling. I like the traversal. I like I love driving around in my little truck. But there's points, and there was a point, reached where I was walking back for 15 minutes, let's say, um, after having completed the mission. And I was like, I wish I wasn't just walking back. And I wish I could just jump and skip this part. Because I'm not getting anything from, from the game. It's not setting a cool tone or atmosphere. I just feel like... It's like a grind. I just have right. to. It's a walking grind at points. Um, that being said, uh, it's probably the best story I've ever experienced in a game. There is some properly genius, genius uh, stuff in there. It's constantly wowing me, uh, story wise. Um, it's super, super clever. It's not. Um, it's not too obtuse in the way that I've heard Kojima games can be. Like again, this is my first Kojima game. I never played Metal Gear Solid Four or Five, any of that. But I've heard that sometimes the stories in those games are a bit impenetrable and a bit so weird that they're like you can't follow them. I would say this is much more accessible, but no, no less creative or spectacularly creative. You know? Right. Um, really, really, and that—that's why the hours being put in has suddenly jumped up. I'm super into like doing the loop because I'm so intrigued to see what the next story beat is going to be. Um, yeah, there was one cutscene where, and, and the cutscenes aren't even super long. It's, it's not like an hour long cutscene. There is a lot of cutscenes at the very beginning, but it's not super cutscene heavy throughout the game. But there was one cutscene, maybe a 10 minute cutscene where I watched it and I just turned and went like, that's probably the best cutscene I've ever seen. I am shocked to hear this. I Not even gra graphically or anything. Like the game is beautiful, and the cutscenes are Last of Us Two level. Let's say it's a beautiful, beautiful looking game. But the actual sci-fi story at hand, I was just like, oh my God, this is super, super creative. It's super, super clever. Not like. It's not. It's never ridiculous. It's never dumb. It's 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 very very smart, and it's it it all feels. Uh, like it melds together well, um, yeah. Super, super into the story, uh, the characters. It's it the way it builds, chapter after chapter is super, super well done as well. Um, I just wish, like I said, at points that the game had a little bit more going to keep you invested, like during those long walks, because sometimes as you approach uh, a new area or something. Like a song will start playing, and you'll unlock that song for your music player. And the songs are in, in the game are really good. 
and then sometimes you're walking there's no song and there's no nothing happening and you're just like oh i just wish there was a bit more to keep me not even entertained but keep me uh you know interested in stuff while i'm going through the mechanics right. of walking from grade to baby um so yeah i think i'm probably just over like halfway through the game i think it'll probably take me in the range of 35 hours uh looking at video playthroughs for example I, one thing i often do is i'll open a video playthrough skip to where i am and be like right that's how that's how far in i am perfect so just over halfway, but no, I'm yeah, I, I'm surprised by how much I'm in, I'm enjoying it as well. Alrighty, that's that's a that's a shocker to me, but I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to have to jump on this at some stage. I I can't put it off much longer. It's got the heartiest endorsement endorsement from you. So, um. I mean, I would even say in a, in a in a worst worst case scenario, like for for myself, this isn't necessarily a recommendation for people. But if I had reached a point where I I just wasn't getting on with the gameplay at all, which I am, but if I if I wasn't, uh, it's probably something that I would still check on YouTube to see where the story went, you know, which is not something I would do often with games that I give up playing that I don't really care about. Right. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm slowly slowly being turned into a, a a believer. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Uh, we'll jump into our emails here. We've got a couple of emails this week. Uh, I got one from Nick. Thank you very much, Nick, for reaching out. It says, hi, gents. AEW has been uh, uh, been on a bit of a belter lately, despite that terrible street fight you buried at the latest pay-per-view. What are your fave three matches from the company? Mine are, in no order, the lights-out match between Britt and Thunder Rosa, the 30-minute time limit draw between Omega and Danielson, and the steel cage match between the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Cheers from Down Under. Sorry, Nick. Oh, I had to do it. Uh, you you call that it. Uh, uh, cheers, was it? All right, I'm going to stop that now. Um, you call that a shoe with thumbtacks? I <laughs> uh, see you've played shoey thumbtacky before. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to stop that now, Nick. We will never do that again. Please keep sending us emails. Um <laughs> My top three. This is literally off the top of our head. I I, I didn't read this email so ahead of time. So gut feeling, gut gut feeling. I would have to say Omega Danielson. I'm gonna share a two here with with Nick. Actually, I'll go Omega Danielson, Britt Thunder Rosa, and I will go Hangman and Kenny versus the Bucks for number three. Ooh. Wait, so it was that one to three or three to one? No, no order. No order. No order. Oh, three. so you didn't order. Okay. I could. I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick a top. A top one. Uh, it's funny because my my three would be exactly the same, mm. but in the kind of reverse order that you gave them. So okay. my, num- my number one would be Page Omega versus the Bucks from Revolution. Number two would be the Lights Out match. Number three would be uh, Danielson Omega. Fair. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to gonna have to think. Um, I remember there was uh, there was an eight man tag. It might have even involved like Christian and and the Lucha Lucha the Lucha Boys, the uh, Jurassic Express. I don't remember. I, I remember gushing about how it was like the perfect opening match. 
It was on like familiar, a rampage. Yeah. It was recently mm-hmm. enough. I, I unfortunately I can't tell you exactly. It might have even been the super click and a fourth person, something like that. I thought it was just the perfect opener. It was so much fun. Uh, it what might have been, It was the one maybe where they did the power bomb on Luchasaurus that didn't go well. That was the only problem with it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw that match out there. I thought that was the, uh, a stunningly good opening match. Um, I'll go for. Um, I'll take a sideways one here. I'll go Dinosaur and Suzuki. Oh, ooh! And I'll go. Hmm. I'll go for a, an earlier one. I'll say. Uh, I'll say. Uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros in the ladder match. Okay. Okay. Escalera de la Muerte or something. Oh. Um, and that's just me being contrarian and being different. I was trying to, I was trying to pick three different matches so that Classic as a team would have uh, would have more than three. Classic picks. Obviously, the 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 best ones are already mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, that's my one email. Thank you so much, Nick, for 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 your question. Do you want to go ahead, Joe? Yeah, I've got my email open. Uh, an email from Nick as well. Um, worst idea in wrestling. Hi, lad, me again. What is the worst thing I, or idea you have seen in wrestling? can be anything. I know this is a large, large subject, especially mm. when it comes to WWE. Mine is Vicky Guerrero still being a thing. Mm. I understand Vince gave her a job after Eddie passed. But what is the point of her now? She's not even uh, a good manager. The screaming, etc., just terrible. I know there are loads more. Cheers, and thanks for making work under lockdown tolerable every week. Uh, well, that's no problem, Nick. Uh, we uh, we do it for the fans. You know, we we just we just here for the bloody fans. Um, the worst ideas ever in wrestling. Um, I mean, a lot of what WWE has done in the last <laughs> ten years springs to mind. Basically, mm. the last decade. Um. The Fiend, all that stuff. The Fiend this year, WrestleMania, The Fiend, when he came out and he was on the box like structure. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. And then, what's her name was there? And then she was bleeding something from the eyes. Yeah. And then, and then he got a ro- <laughs> he got ro- <laughs> he got rolled up. <laughs> they ended it with a roll up. That was probably the worst idea ever. And he was um, never seen again. And that was, that was the end of that chapter. Uh, the 2015 Royal Rumble with Roman Reigns uh, being the kind of underdog, despite the fact that it was obvious the crowd was yeah. Tim. Um, I don't know if that was a bad idea or whether it was more like just a stubbornness, um, refusal to kind of change from what they wanted to do. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other stuff. I have a joint. I have a joint Go on. winner for me. Uh, Raw to three hours slash NXT to two hours. Yes, very good. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a very good one. One hundred percent killed my enthusiasm in both uh, watching any either of those. Yeah, uh, I also mentioned Jinder Mahal as WWE champion. That was a bad one. Um, Anytime they suddenly push someone, and then once they're done with their their new shiny toy, they just absolutely throw them back down to main event. Probably the eye the eye gouging thing for me. Oh, Ray Mys- eye gouging. Was it Ray Mysterio? Or was it loser yeah. gets their eye gouged out? Yeah, yeah. Eye for an eye. 
I think that might be the worst because it's just <laughs> so stupid and obviously something you're not going to deliver on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, why would you even say that? It's like, yeah. moronic so yeah that would probably be it for me that i think i love um, i loved uh one more just a, a little deep cut i loved when uh that storyline where undertaker was in a vegetable state oh yeah find out who did it and then it was, it was kane in the end oh yeah throw that one out there yeah uh i will jo- i tell you why i'll say this one it's probably, i don't know if it's the worst um but we are on the 20th anniversary today today oh. of its conclusion and that would have to be the invasion yeah. storyline yeah, I mean, invasion is not so much a bad idea as a bad execution. Well, yeah, yeah, true. But I suppose I'll just asterisk next with Vince McMahon's idea of an invasion. <laughs> yeah, that his, that the invading force are all WWF wrestlers. His, yeah, like by his kids. <laughs> his kids. Yeah, I saw the video going around there. You know, oh, here, you know, however many days or, or, or twenty years ago, blah, blah blah, and it's kind of like yeah, Rock versus Austin, uh, mm. with Kurt Angle interfering. You know. Yeah. yeah, it's the good stuff, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I have two emails if we're done. Is that yours, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one from, from young Nicholas. Uh, favorite Bond film? He says, hi, lads. One last question. Hey, we, we by some weird miracle, read those three in order. <laughs> uh, that was not prearranged, Nick, by the way. Uh, one last question. What's your favorite 007 film? Mine changes depending on my mood, so I can't really pin one down. Casino Royale, 2006, is probably the best, but sometime you need a the spy who loved me in your life. Cheers and have a good week. Um, am I? I'm hoping I'm not. Am I the only person who has seen every Bond film? It's only you in the world. Only you <laughs> can watch Moonraker. Um, well. What is the best Bond film? Um, to me, I I would consider three of them the best, and whichever you want to take of those three on a given day, I might say one or the other. But I, I would say Casino Royale, as Nick mentioned, I think is the best written Bond film. Uh, Shaken or Stirred, does it look like I give it that? Nice little ooh, subversion of the, the cliche. Um, the next Bond, you'll find the reservation on the beach. Very clever. Um, Skyfall, which I think is the best made Bond, mm. uh, best directed, best cinematography, best music, etc. <clears throat> and I'll say Goldfinger is like the quintessential Bond. It's like the best Bond for what Bond is known for, especially pre-Daniel Craig. It's got the the wacky German villain, the the henchman who's got a hat that like decapitates people. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hey, you expect me to talk? I don't know why he's from Sean Connery's from like the Bronx now, but Goldfinger, Casino Royale, Skyfall—they're probably your three. And an honorable honorable mention for Goldeneye, a perennially underlooked Bond, known obviously for the great video game, but it's actually a great Bond film. It's great, and also yeah. Pierce Brosnan and underrated Bond as well. A shame that the films he was in were mostly shit, mostly bad. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? What's your favorite Bond? I, I, I really don't think I can pick one. I've only really seen the Brosnans and the Craigs. Um, I have not I have not dove into the back catalog, so I really couldn't pick, I'd say. I, I, I'll pick an obvious one and go Casino Royale. Yeah, uh, Skyfall for me. One of, my, one of my favorite, not just Bond movies, but yeah. movies, period. 
And I haven't seen all the classic ones, so I can't really compare. No. I mean, as much as Nick and I love Bond, uh, I, I must admit a lot of the the middle ones don't hold up at all. Like yeah. Bond went through a phase of following Hollywood trends. So there's a Kung Fu Bond film. There's a Space Bond film. Um, he goes to the jungle, like <laughs> Indiana Jones mm-hmm. style. Um, so I would say your 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 best bet for visiting the older Bonds are the uh, the early Connery ones from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, maybe Thunderball. Uh, yeah. A lot of the Roger Moore ones are are not good, and Roger Moore himself has a campiness that it's like Adam West Batman in a sense. Um, so <laughs> yeah. maybe try one of them. A lot of them are, are useless. Maybe Spy Who Loved Me, as uh, as Nick mentioned, mm. or uh, or Octopussy maybe. Uh, and watch on your Her Majesty's Secret Service with little uh, little George Lazenby, his only crack at Bond before they're like, get Connery back quick. Uh, and don't don't watch the uh, the Dalton ones, even though he 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 was fine, but those movies yeah. aren't particularly good. Uh, I also have an email from Scott El Hijo del uh, McAvoy. Mm-hmm. He says he says good afternoon. Um, I have the Pluto app on my Roku. What what are these? words <laughs> alien language um and one of the channels is the asylum channel asylum makes let's say oh the horror B movie thing. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. b-level movies at best so they do uh what's the transformers one they did it was like transmorphers or yeah they all, all, all the movies Karim. all the movies you've ever heard of where it's like a slightly changed name and yeah. like a 10 cent cgi budget and they do like sharknado and the like i believe 10 cents is in 10 cents not 10 cents the company yeah, um, I was looking through the list of movies they've produced and ran across one that made me do a double take. Uh, what? Ri- uh, Rise of the Zombies was a 2012 release, and what caught my eye are the stars of the movie, Mariel Hemingway. Never heard. Of what a before. name! Uh, Lavar Burton. Okay, so I, I recognize the name. Oh, yeah. I don't really know who he is. And Danny Trejo, a man not adverse to starring in a movie. As long as there's pay, uh, exchanging hands. Uh, for a movie that is rated at three point eight out of ten stars, <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out at some point. Uh, I mean, it'd probably still be better in Red Notice. To be fair, you can probably have um, some fun with that, even if it's terrible. Yeah. What was the last movie you watched that had someone show up either as a star or a cameo that you didn't expect or know they were in? I'm going to have to visit my uh, my letterboxed diary for this one because off the top of my head, I'm not sure I could come up with one. Um, Wait, what was the question? The question is, uh, what is the last movie you watched that had someone show up either as a star or cameo that you didn't expect or know that they were in it? Uh, Eternals has a post-credit scene that is not especially interesting, but the actor they have who is revealed as now part of the MCU, I was not expecting at all. And it wasn't Julian Louis-Dreyfus again, was it? No, no. <laughs> if, you, and if you gave me... I'm trying to think. 20 guesses, I don't think I would have gotten it ahead of time. So I'll say that. Okay, I'm going to Google this because I'm not yeah, going to watch that film. So, uh, this this person actually, spoiler warning for anyone who gives a shit about this movie that I said was terrible. When you Google this movie, this person is like the top listed cast member, despite the fact yeah. that, it, that they are in the fucking post credit scene. So be I careful. Thought, I thought he was in the movie. No, no, he's, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a reveal uh, at um, the end. Okay. Um, I'm really struggling to come up with one here. I guess I just watch films that are very 
by the very unsurprising. Yeah, you have um, to be a star as advertised, you know. Yeah. Um I mean it would it would almost have, have um qualified, which is Fast and Furious Nine, uh if they didn't uh jizz into all the trailers that uh, Han was returning into it. Right. I don't know why they just keep that as a surprise. They're like, well, trailer, trailer, first trailer for Fast and Furious. So there's Han. He's back. <laughs> Come watch the movie quick. Um, other cameos. Um, oh, well, one of the best cameos of all time in, in one of the shittest movies of all time. It might be on the Asylum uh, Network. Um, Triple X, the return of Xander Cage when Ice Cube shows up from who was who was in the uh, the other the Triple X movie that Vin Diesel didn't want to do. He shows up, so they're canonically uh, both they both appear in that. And as I said, he shows up to one of his own songs playing non energetically. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's absolutely the, the original Infinity War was when that crossed yeah. over. Uh, in that in that in that vein, um, this is also a bit spoilery, but it was years ago. Uh, when uh, Bruce Willis shows up at the end of Split, right. um, and it's like, oh shit! And that's that's not obviously there's other big stars in that movie, James McAvoy, mm-hmm. stuff, but it's more that the 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 pin drop of what that cameo means uh, was, mm. was was great. So there you go, Scott. Oh, uh, oh Scott also mentioned. Sorry, I pick one. Uh, he says this one is going to be rough. Uh-oh. It's not a dog pun. Oh, I was hoping he was going to make us pick dogs. I was hoping. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner, mm. Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, well, I know Joe is is a big Tom Hanks, big Tom Hanks boy. So Hanks, DiCaprio, and who? Costner. Costner. Oh, Costner. Uh... I'm not sure I've seen enough Costner. Uh, to be fair. And I don't know that Leo is always one of my favorites. I'd probably go Hanks. Oh, I mean, I do love Hanks. I think. I mean, without looking at the filmography, I don't know if this is a you. Or you only watch those films, or just who who is your favorite? I I, 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 mean, I, even, I always like to apply the logic of you just get that person's back catalog to yeah. watch, yeah. and for that reason, I'm thinking Leo purely because he's got all the the second half of the of of the. Of Marty's career, so we have to, we gotta have the Leo. Yeah, Tarantino as well. Tarantino, and, uh, yeah. Nolan, Nolan, yeah. Mm. Well, maybe Leo then, based on that. Although Joe, you can speak for the Tom Hanks back catalog. I probably go Hanks for the <clears throat> the variation. He's got the early eighties comedies, the kind of prestige nineties, and then yeah. kind of odd stuff in the two thousands. So go Hanks, but DiCaprio's close for me. He's he's, he's done some good stuff. Well, there you go, Scott. There's your answer. Thank you very much for the email. Uh, and now it's time for our new, exciting, fun, not very long, but hopefully very fun, okay. wrestling quiz of the week. The name of the quiz is Never Mind the Bushwhackers. Hey! <laughs> right. So the rules are as follows. I've been watching Nevermind the Buzzcocks recently, and I quite like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's one um, segment of the show called Next Lines, where uh, the host will read out a line from a song, and the mm. contestants have to give the next line. So if I were, and I tested this on Natty earlier, 
in a non-wrestling context, if I were to say, uh, one, don't pick up the phone, you might reply, that's the Dua Lipa song. What? You're going to call he's drunk, he's drunk and alone, right? You guys don't know your popular no, music. I do, right, yeah, I, I, no, I was trying to think what wrestling catchphrase is that. If only I had said in a non-wrestling capacity before I gave I thought you said in a wrestling capacity. Well, you weren't listening, brother. You and me are going to be having a fight next. Oh, um, you've always been a condescending bad game show host. <laughs> <laughs> so these are wrestling theme songs. Okay. What will, what will lyrics in them? Right? Okay. I will give you a line. To keep me awake. Not of, it... not, not of cocaine. And you will give me the... the, the uh, succeeding line, right? The next line. The catch is uh, there are ten songs. Okay. Um, you have one minute. You are you are on a timer. Okay. And as many of them as you can get. Right. In that time limit, that's how many points you score. Of course, if you get through all ten before the minute's up, you you merely you get ten. The timer doesn't apply. Um. So there are two sets. Set A and set B. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right, Joe, you are up first. Your time. Wait a second. Let me just set it up here. Your time, Joe, starts now. Do you smell? What the rock is cooking. Correct. The rock. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I got to be a man. I can't run and hide. Uh, I can't uh, let it slide. Hold on. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. Uh, place where no one follows me, I walk alone. Uh, cheap shots, that's the way that you play the game. That's the way. Pass. Uh, I was blindsided, things will never be the same. Undertaker. No chance, that's what you got. No chance. It's, uh, something, something strong. Pass. Uh, okay, that's machine too strong. Vincent Man. Oh, it's time to rock and roll. Something rock and roll. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm in control. Trish Shadows. Is it my eyes when you look at me? The cult of personality? No, they are so gorgeous. Oh. They'll set you free. Uh, <laughs> oh minute. my god. That's Tyler Breeze. Okay. <laughs> not, to be fair, those were, those were harder than I thought. I, I, I don't think yeah, I would have gotten oh. most of those. There are tricky ones. I, I thought the Pit of Danger one would, would be a, a get there. Anyway, we'll go to set B. We do have some tiebreakers, though, in case we need them. Okay, here we go. And we might. Okay, Barry, mm. your time starts now. We are the nation. Of domination. Correct. Uh, nation domination. Think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to wear? Correct, DX. Uh, I hear voices in my head. They talk to me, they understand? They counsel me, they ah. understand. Randy Orton. Sierra Hotel Echo. Oh, shit. <laughs> India Lima Delta? Correct, the shield. Ching, ching, bling, bling, cut the chatter. If you ain't talking money, then you're talking don't matter. Correct, Chain of Man. You can look, but you can't touch. You keep dreaming on the stars above? Correct, Bella Twins. Uh, be yourself, can't be no one else. Pass. 
Another day, you got to give him hell, Johnny Gargano. Not going to listen to anybody tell me who and what to be. Pass. And that's your time up. Not trying to be like everybody, tired of playing make-believe. That's Triple H's my time. Oh, wow. Like my favorite team ever. How did I not get that? <laughs> okay. So, Barry, you have scored five points, and you are uh, this week's winner. Yay. The, I will th- the ones we didn't get to, just for the fun, I will throw it out open, and whoever shouts it out first, I'll give a point to to uh, see what happens. All right. So you're both playing. Feel free to shout out the answer if you know. On this day, I see clearly everything has come to life. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Do you know, Joe? Nah. A bitter place and a broken dream, and we'll leave it all behind. Edge. Yeah. Uh, I see the line in the sand. No idea. Oh, I God. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> Time to find out who I am. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, fucking Lemmy. <laughs> Jesus. Neon lights, a Nobel Prize. Neon lights, Nobel Prize. When well, leader speaks, leader dies. <laughs> no, Joe's got that. A leader, leader speaks, leader dies. Ah! Um, we've got. Uh, <laughs> I'm back and better than ever. I'm back and better than ever. Got a neck for making things better. Correct, Eric Bischoff. Um, <laughs> and the last one. I'm cold like December snow. I am something something made of stone. Yeah, I have no idea, yeah. Yeah, I I've carved stone. out this soul made of stone. Oh yeah. god, it's the worst lyrics of all time to that song. It really is. Okay. Anyway, Barry, you're this week's winner. Oh god. Never mind the bushwhackers. That was that was a lot of fun. I'll oh. try and have some more for next week. I'm so As bad at lyrics. That No Chance we... in Hell one, I was like, uh, I've never, I've never known the lyrics. I just, go, let's just sing. I always sing gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> everyone does. You know, you're, 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 you're not on your, you're, 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 you're in good company there. Yeah. yeah. Get, get your, uh, get your homework done, and we'll see. Next week, I'll try and have a few more. Anyway, next round. Boom! That's not uh, one na 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 na. Talk about the boom! Light the fuse, dynamite. <laughs> we watch. Uh, let's let's go ignite. In a flash of light. That song is terrible. If you ever listen to it, it is like it is like 2005 impact theme song, but like. Trying to take itself even more seriously. Uh, is it better or worse than Rampage? This is Rampage, baby. Yeah, next round. Um, this is Rampage, baby. Okay, over to you. Yeah. Yeah, AW needs some new music. But that aside, we did have what I thought was a pretty good episode of Dynamite this week. Opening with some. Oh, well. Uh, mirror, mirror images, dynamite and ra- well, inverted mirror images, dynamite and rampage. Dynamite had like the best opening thirty minutes to a dynamite I- I've maybe ever seen. Uh, rampage opened with a-, a stinker of a Billy Gunn domination match, which we'll get to. 
But uh, yeah, um, my God, the opening half hour dynamite was so enjoyable. Yeah, we got we got heel Danielson. Um, uh, you know, they don't they don't want their new their new top boy being going fifty fifty crowd reaction. So so Danielson went out there, and if anyone in the world knows how to turn uh, the crowd on a dime, it's that man. He went out there with his shit-eating grin and his little smarmy little, you'd love to just slap the head off him face, talking about how he main evented WrestleMania and all this other stuff. Ah, oh, it was genius. It yeah, was so condescending, great. Condescending, condescending, Or good. Let me find the quote. Uh, patronizing cunt, Daniel. Well, very, very warranted for him. Very warranted yeah. for him. Uh, so, yeah, that was tremendous. Um, and yeah, so he said he's going to work his way through the uh, the dark order until he gets to Hangman. Hangman was doing the the, the typical kind of, eh, you know, it's, I'm great to be champion. I did like that he shut down the You Deserve It chant, which is great. I hate that chant. Um, uh, that's a nice. Yeah, that's great. Loving that. I feel like that's going to be, uh, I feel like that'll be the debut TBS match, I think. Um, I think that's the most logical thing for those two. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, especially because he now has, Danielson now has like five weeks of dark order wrestlers to, uh, to beat up uh, next week, Cole Cabana. He did face Evil Uno. Um, it was fun. I liked it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, for what it was, I thought it was very enjoyable. Uno, U- Uno is a, is a really solid wrestler when it com- when it comes down to it. Um, so yeah, they had a lot of fun. They had a, a good match there. Danielson won with a vicious choke after stomping his head in, getting his effing head kicked in, as the song foretold. He said an f word on the telly. Did he? I mean, the camera was... Oh, like, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, head kicked him. Uh, sure the, uh, the TNT boys are... Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> they did not have the seven-second delay on, or whatever you call it. Uh, what else was on this show? Uh, well, the, the half hour of greatness continued with the uh, little MJF promo. Yes, yeah. Where he said um, he was not just a good talker. Yeah, really, really. Although he is a very good. Talker. Oh no, yeah, yeah. He is, he is tremendous. But I think, I think he's like the company's overall MVP at the moment. I mean, he's tremendous. Possibly. And then you had the little Eddie Kingston uh, Garcia thing interview. Yeah, which they're gonna have a match on Rampage, which should be great. Uh, and then you had the AEW debut of Tomohiro Ishii. Hmm. As he was called by the uh, commentary team. Yeah, they they really doubled down on the Ishi E E. Ishi E E E. I mean, they are they are correct. To be fair to them, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the match was all right. I did, you know, it was good. Didn't love it, but it was all right. I I was very sad to hear that the butcher who had been on tour with his band came in for this one match because his big dream to fight Ishi. Tours by Seth in the one. Oh shit! Did he? I didn't even uh, see that. Uh, apparently, yeah. Oh dear, poor lad. Anyway, yeah, the match is quite fun. I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> if Cassidy and Ishi uh, properly gels a team necessarily. Yeah, but, uh, it was still nice to see him. Although for for whatever reason. The way Dynamite is shot, Ishii looked very small. He did look really small, and I know he is small, but yeah, he really did. But I mean, we've we've seen Ishii uh, IRL. Mm. Um, I never got that feeling from him that he was that small. I I, I know he's kind of got a, a Kurt Angle style hunched, kind of hunched body. Um, something about the way he came out with Cassie and the best friends just kind of made him seem somewhat less. 
I don't know, bigger than life. Yeah, no, totally. I, I don't know, I, something intangible that I couldn't quite put my finger on. But um, the match itself was quite good. It was right, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what else was on this show? I don't have a rundown here in front of me. Yeah. Um, you had Andrade and FTR backstage. They're doing an eight-man tag on the uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Dinamite. Uh, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida had a match for the in the TBS tournament, which was won by Nyla Rose. Yes. Uh, with the Brock Lesnar stretch that he did for one week back in 2003. I like the idea of Nyla using that. I do. I, I think it's very logical in in the sense that she is maybe with the ex- exception of Jade she's like by far and away the biggest uh woman in the, in the division mm. why not use like a power submission that you can do on all these little dinky ones leg over the head squeezing it like a torture rack perfect perfect move for her um speaking of match itself was good it was good yeah i liked it uh, i think the tbs tournament has been really solid um uh, in terms of just pure match quality um yeah so next week we're getting thunder rosa versus jamie hater which i think will probably be pretty good um they had uh, a fucking inner circle and uh, men of the year video packages which seems like that feud is not over baby yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. No. That makes, me, that makes me sad to think about that. Yeah. Uh, and then we had, um, was it on Dynamite? I think it might have been the uh, Sammy Guevara match. And I was just like, you, it's going to be a hard sell to get me into this Sammy Guevara lethal match as it is. But just Sammy in the inner circle makes me even less interested in it. Yeah, I would kind of like if they... Sp- lit Sammy away or something like the the leather jacket and the just still feeling like Jericho's little fucking protege I just don't like it I just don't like it the only thing I will say it was a few weeks ago I don't think I mentioned at the time I did have a little pop a few weeks ago when there was a there was a beatdown happening and Judas started playing and Jericho and his cronies came out for the for the save and Pyros went off uh, for his running, <laughs> and I was like, "They should that should happen more." Where you know the 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 people on Twitter will reference the logic of why someone's music plays when they run to the ring, and it's like, well, maybe they're whispering to the sound guy. I'm going oh, play me music God, like vampire, yeah. like vampire. Right? <laughs> oh, I always love remembering that. <laughs> Where's my fucking music? I love that he was getting so, so <laughs> angry, but not angry enough to just go. No, but then Master Striker was like, Vampiro is so professional. He needs his music to amp him <laughs> up to go into the room. Meanwhile, he's like huffing and puffing and shitting and pissing next to, Bam- <laughs> next to Master Striker. Absolutely going abs- fucking mental into the mic, screaming into it about how he needs his music. It's so <laughs> funny. It's one of the greatest clips in the history of wrestling. Where's my music? Um, but maybe Jericho, as he passes... The gorilla to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, a man can hope. You know? Oh God! But as he's passing through gorilla, he's not only saying "play my music." He's saying throwing a bit of pyrotechnics while I run out. Uh, that was absolutely tremendous when Judas started playing that, <laughs> and out they ran. Ah, more pyros for run-ins, please. I'm, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I don't want to think about Inner Circle or, or any of those that nonsense anymore. We did have that MJF promo in the ring, which was tremendous and led to old CM Punk coming out. Phil. Phil, not shaking his hand. No. Turned around and laughed him off. Very, very good. Very, very good. CM Punk's great. CM Punk's great. MJF's great. This will be great, is my prediction. I kind of uh, wanted another Eddie match, though, to be honest. But, you know. With Punk? Yes. Yeah, it seems like they're not going that direction. I, I didn't want to mention it on Nick's email just because of recency bias, but that's in my favorite matches in the company's history so far, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope I, I I think they'll run that back again at some stage for sure. Yeah. Um, Leo Rush and Dante Martin against the acclaimed. I was a little sad to see uh, see the acclaimed uh, a, a renowned tag team in AW get beaten by this kind of new throw not thrown together but like they're not really a tag team. Uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin. Um, no. but I get I I understand for the story you got to keep them winning. You claimed aren't a, a super used uh, yeah. team at the moment. I would like to see the claim used more than they are. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I dislike whenever I, I think regular tag teams should always be what are effectively singles, you know, wrestlers thrown into a team. I guess, you know, Martin is a tag wrestler generally, but I, I, I do agree with that. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of those things we kind of saw with MGF and Jericho as well. It's like, the acclaimed win all the time because all they do is wrestle on dark. So you probably have to throw them a high profile loss every now and then. So it's like because we're not they're not winning the titles. So you know we might as well you know keep them humble with a loss, uh, stats wise. They're great. I love the acclaimed. Tremendous. Uh, yeah, and then we had uh, we had Sammy Guevara, Jay Lethal, and uh, you know they had they, they had a match that was that was good, good but. Just, uh, I was just watching it, and it was just kind of washing over me like a wave. I I, I didn't watch. I said no interest. I was just like, eh, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, I, this is this is, I feel harsh saying tarring Sammy with this brush, but now I'm kind of like, if an inner circle segment is the last one on an episode of Dynamite, I'm tapping out. Pretty easy to just close that fight app and just say, all right, I'll I'll, I'll read the recap. I'll, people will be tweeting about it. I can figure out what happened. I, you know. It's just not. I do have no interest. No, I mean it was it was good, but you know when you're going into a TNT Championship match as the main event, which right is, is rightfully is done that way, rightfully I, in my opinion, um, and it's not got Miro in it. I'm already going into it with a negative mindset, mm-hmm. you know. And um, where was Miro? You have Miro on the TV. When when Miro's not on TV, all the fans should be saying, "Where's Miro?" <laughs> well, he's gonna. We're gonna get what I was hoping for, which he's definitely gonna come on next week and be like, "God, does it amuse you to tease me and put a title shot in front of me so I can lose?" It's oh, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. He's. I know, but I want to see Miro beating up people and winning back that title. Yeah, yeah. Since he lost it, that title. I, I feel like has has lost a lot of prestige, and it's just I mean like this we've talked a lot about Sammy on the show, but it's just like God, it's just Sammy just has that unfortunate thing where he wrestles like a spectacular babyface, but he's a natural heel uh, personality wise. Um, agreed. I think that hurts. Whereas Miro is just this like tour de force heel, just unstoppable. You know, uh, I feel like it is. I mean, look, it made have ended the show, which is fine, but Sammy f- feels. Miro feels like he could have slotted into the main event in a moment, which he did. He slotted into like a semi-main with Brian. And that kind of, that goes along with what 
Tony Khan and other people push about the TNT title, which said it's not mid card. He they, he obviously wanted to be like eighties IC title, like real proper secondary title stuff. When Sammy holds it, now it does feel a little bit like okay, now it's like modern IC title, and that's not good, you know. Um, that's again maybe a little bit harsh on Sammy, but it does it does feel less special uh, since he has it. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, that was dynamite. That was dynamite. Rampage was a big old pile of doo doo this week. Um, <laughs> didn't I? Don't think it was all doo doo. Definitely was doo doo at the beginning. They had Darby and Billy Gunn. I was watching. It was called Billy Gunn now. Yeah, I guess they just realized like they're not going to sue us over that. Who cares? I guess is the rationale. Um, because they used to do Billy and the Gun Club or whatever the fuck they would say. Billy and Austin Gun. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, now he's just Billy Gunn. What was his music as well? Like, what was that supposed to be? Ennio Morricone ripoff. Um, so Gunslinger. They. I was watching this with uh, with Brona, and I was trying to explain. She was like, "What is up with the like fifty year old insanely jacked guy?" <laughs> and I was like, "I, I don't really know." I was like, "He was he was in his prime when I was a child getting into wrestling." Um, the King of the Ring. Yeah, and twenty-two years ago. Yeah, and it's like, and like, why is he wrestling Darby? And I was like, well, on Wednesday they had like a segment to set it up. Um, I understand that he's bigger and more jacked than literally everyone on the roster, but the the way he threw Darby around like he was Big Show in his prime was farcical, absolutely farcical. It was so fucking stupid, and I don't give a fuck if he's six five or if he's 10 foot tall he should not be kicking out at one from a coffin drop like like oh like what was this match i really could not believe it um so yeah just absolutely crazy um uh darby eventually won so there's that remember they were feuding with the big show by the way i did forget that until you just said it so uh, yeah. I guess we're not going to remember gonna... things happened and then there was no follow up whatsoever. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't watch AEW Dark, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can say, yeah. AEW, I feel like now and again are guilty of uh, of just of, of quietly dropping angles. Yes. You know, uh, Frank, Frankie Kazarian, Elite Hunter. Lost the big LG. Stopped hunting the elite. Well, I don't think they dropped it so much as he got owned, and in story he was defeated. You know, <laughs> yeah, but they decided. That. Yeah, well, the, the suntan biker man. Uh, oh, what's God. his What's his other goofy name? Is he Is he Sexton or or is that the other one? No, he's Sex Ferguson. Sex Ferguson. Yeah, when Sex Ferguson yeah. pins you down for the old one, two, three, stare at the lights, brother. Um, there's no There's no coming back. You, 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 you should hunt in the Dole office. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, we then got Jade and uh, Red Velvet. I always like their matches together. I think they are clunky, but not in like a bad kind of way. I think it's a on a less. It's not as good, but it kind of has that Sasha Charlotte kind of thing, where it's like they're fighting. Do you know what I mean? They're doing high spots, yeah. but they're like struggling every second of it. Um, and it was a sprint. It was not that long, but I thought um, I thought it was good. Red Velvet, I think, always delivers when she has a big TV match. She's really underrated. Um, and my other thought uh, about this match and on this show was later on in the show, we little Adam Cole did a pump kick, 
And I was like, don't do a pump kick on the same show. Jade Cargo's doing a pump kick. She, her, she, you, her leg is bigger than you. So why are you doing her pump? <laughs> she looked like she kicked Red Velvet's head off. And you just like, don't do that. You look, you look, oh, you look God. worse. Um, uh, I think the reason I said the show was poopy, right? Or whatever I said at the start of this review was that they had this main event, which was good and they, they worked hard. But I'm just like, I'm over it. I was like, you've done this. I thought this feud was long in the tooth before the pay per view, and then you did the pay per view. Congratulations on the five stars, by the way, lads. Oh uh, my God. What is with those ratings? We can't Madness. even, we can't even get Madness. into it. We can't even get into it because it's just so. We'll be here, we'll be here forever. But um, good match. I was just like, I was done with it. I'm, I'm kind of over. I, I just, I'm over it. So I, I, I was kind of bored. Yeah. Agreed. Those those ratings, man. <laughs> don't you love don't you love when he goes five point five instead of just saying just call it six then if you think it's that good. Just say six. Why or five? Five and a or five, yeah. Don't I yeah. Oh my god, we're doing it. We're getting into it. We're we're, we're back in two thousand nine now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, AEW this week. I don't think we really have to talk too much about the the, the WWE releases. I mean, it's not like we watch the the, the TV shows. Um, but uh, I just, I guess, this is just the way it is now. The re- the releases just come fairly regularly, and they're pulling people who are on television. You know, new on television, newly pushed. Uh, I don't know. That's that's Dub Dub E for you. Um, so yeah, we won't we won't deep dive on that because it's not like we're it's not like we have our little SmackDown reports here in front of us and, and we're 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 frustrated because now they're not going to follow up on all our favorite angles. Um, likewise, we won't be running down the Survivor Series card that's taking place in about four hours. Um, I don't think I could successfully name one team of five people on that show, um, so uh, we won't bother. Anyway, we will be back next week. It's the last weekend of November. Did you hear? Um, <laughs> and we will be this guy. chatting more about, I would imagine, probably some more GTA, probably some more AEW. Yeah. We'll have more Brian Danielson chit chats. We might have some music off. We'll have more game golf. We'll have movies and all the other uh, stuff you come to expect from this show. Until then, if you want to email us like Nick did, you can go to chairshoppodcast.com, fill out the little email form, and send it over to us. You can also follow us on Twitter at chairshoppod for updates about when the show will be up. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Don't forget to go to twitch.com TV slash polygraphysp. Watch me edit last week's episode. It was pretty good. You gonna, I'm not doing it this week. I already did it. I was just about to say, are you going to do it again? Or no? Okay. no that, was a, that was a behind-the-scenes special feature. Okay. DVD, only one time on. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's a farewell from me. It's farewell from Joe. Farewell. And it's farewell from Mr. Paul Griffin. Farewell.